0: You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I'm your host. And today I have with me a new girlfriend who I actually met on a sewing group on Facebook, and her name is Katie Ponsford. She's an urgent care physician's assistant. She has been for 12 years. She's a mom of two daughters and three cats, And she started sewing because nothing fit her body. And now she jokes that she can sew people and clothes. (laughs) Katie, thank you so much for being with me today. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay, you guys. So I got to tell you a little bit more about how I discovered Katie and then I'll have her fill in the blanks. I'm a member on this sewing room, which is kind of funny. I feel a little bit like a poser because I mostly collect fabric and sewing machines. I don't sew a whole lot because. I just don't have time right now and my sewing room's not set up. But I love sewing. I love reading about sewing. I love to see what people sew. And I actually have some loungewear that's in a sewing factory right now being made that I designed. But Katie has skills, you guys. Like her skills were well beyond my skills. I come across this post on the sewing room and it's a picture. It looks like a male model in some Christmas underwear, like boxer brief types, you know, like they're long on the leg, but they're kind of tight. And here's what Katie said. I made my husband an early stocking stuffer. I mean, Christmas package. I mean, undies. (laughs) This pattern is super fast and the fabric is ridiculously soft. He was impressed. And my Christmas tree placement continues to make me laugh. And you guys, (laughs) I love a good pun. And I didn't fully appreciate the puns till I looked down at the picture and I was like, yep, there's a tree right up the front of his junk pocket. (laughs) And then I Okay. So stocking stuffer. Oh my gosh. Package. Hilarious. I shared this with my 17 year old daughter and she was scandalized in the best, most fun way. (laughs) And then she got such big response from this that she said, edited to add, wow, you guys, my husband is blushing and incredibly amused by the response to this um, timber. Thank you for the entertaining comments. So (laughs) just tell, you got to talk me through a little bit of how that went down in your house and what everybody is saying. <laughs>
1: I sew a lot. I think that 95% of our wardrobes are me made. Oh
0: my gosh, that's so and amazing. So
1: I make everything for us. And and I've I started making my husband boxers that are relatively inappropriate. Uh, I have some space fabric that across the front panel says space balls on it. No. I use my Cricut machine, mic heat transfer vinyl to apply the lettering. And then I did one that has mountain fabric. And on the front panel, it says, climb on my mountain. Uh, so, <laughs> oh we're, my just, gosh. We're, <laughs> we're just ridiculously inappropriate.
0: You are my people. Oh my gosh.
1: And so I made him these, but I've never had him model that. He always models the sweaters I make him or the pajamas or whatever. I make him to match the girls. He's very supportive and he is just ridiculously amazed by what I make. And so it's so much fun. He's so supportive. So I said, would you be willing to model these? And I, it won't have your face on there. I will try to be as, you know. <laughs> discreet as, as possible. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, these look so good. Plus it's this fabric that's amazing. It, my good friend is running this custom fabric round. And so she asked me to sew something. And this is what I came up with. And she knows me. So trust me, she was warned.
0: you're like okay you want me to make something
1: out of your tree fabric check (sighs) yep and she she was not surprised at all so he he was willing and so I took these pictures and these ladies just I mean were like vultures they wanted a piece of that and they were after it and they were just all these hilariously funny and you know off-color comments and the number of likes and comments just kept going and going and going. And I kept giving my husband updates. I'd like, he's working from home. So I'd pop in and I'd say, <laughs> you are at 1000 likes you're at 2000 likes you're at 3000 likes, you know, and all these comments, I don't even know what it's up to 3.5 case. I don't so even crazy. know. And all of these hilarious comments and people back and forth and just, loving it. So it was su- it was super fun. And I think he was a little bit gonna like his ego may have inflated a mm-hmm. little bit but over the course of that week. Anyway, that's the story of that ridiculous <laughs> post
0: on Facebook. <laughs> I love it so much. And I love this group so much. You guys, the only group that I'm in on Facebook that's more active than this sewing room is my backyard chicken group. (laughs) They, I mean, you ask a question and 20 minutes later, you have 30 answers. It's so bonkers. And I love it so much because I'm a total newbie to having chickens. But this sewing room, these people are so supportive of each other. And oh, these women make such amazing things. And I just, I, I think it's so much fun. I feel so blessed to be a part of the group. Yes, we definitely have had lots of fun with this post. So hilarious. Yes, before we talk more about that, fill in the blanks. Tell me what I missed about who you are and what you do.
1: Well, I live in Vancouver, Washington, which is so close to Portland, Oregon, that that's where my husband works. Oh, wow. And we have two daughters who are nine and 12. My husband's a professional musician. He plays the French horn. And I am a physician assistant in a super busy, high acuity, urgent care. Oh, and you can imagine that at a particular point in time. It's kind of crazy. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I just have this crafty side. I came upon it in like the last five years sewing. A friend of mine introduced it to me and I have never looked back. I've always had something creative in me. I used to do paper crafting and cards. I did one scrapbook and never again. And then discovered sewing and it's just like kind of revolutionized my creative energy. I'm a very practical person and so I love sewing because it is a practical skill, right? I can fit my body because I have these dimensions that you can't find and ready to wear. And then I have super tall, thin kids and you know everything's high waters on them so I can make them clothes and pants that fit them, which is nice. But then I can also sew things for gifts and I feel like it's a creative outlet. It's practical. People appreciate it and I have a lot of fun with it. And like you said, in these sewing communities online you find these people who inspire you and support you and you know you may not have ever met them in real life but they become your friends and it, it is just kind of this fun dynamic creative outlet that I love
0: wow it checks so many boxes you're right that's awesome yeah
1: and then I do a little medicine on the side you know so it's like <laughs> you work full-time and when do you sleep oh gosh when I first started sewing it was so funny because I am not a night person I was just so involved and I would work 12 hours and then I'd come home and be up to like one or two. And my husband's like, who
0: are you? <laughs> Where's my <sleepy> head wife? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I
1: just, it. now that I really have a good handle on most of those skills, I just fit it in when I can. I can do things really quickly. I made those andies for my husband in probably 15 minutes.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: It doesn't take long. So, so, you know, I just kind of fit it in and my kids always have requests and I have this list of things that I want to sew for Christmas. And sometimes, you know, on my break at work or whatever, I'll be cutting fabric out or something at Mm -hmm. work. And everyone's like, what are you making now? You know, they're all interested because they know they're probably going to get part of it. I'm probably making something for
0: them. (laughs) I'm completely blown away. The fact that you've only been sewing for five years and you're already making completely professional looking knit garments, which you would think t-shirts should be easy to make, but People who don't know about sewing, knits are harder to sew than wovens because there's stretch. <laughs> you even have to use special needles and different machines. So, but you're a perfector. It sounds like you're somebody who gets something that in their mind that they like, you zero in on it until you learn everything you want to learn, and then you, you just go for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Five years? You're
1: kidding me. You're blowing me away. I actually think it's only four years. Um, wow. This is like my sewing
0: anniversary is in November. And you're giving me hope too. Oh, yeah. Because it's a passion of mine, but I haven't quite pulled the trigger on fitting it into my life. I read somewhere that if you can follow a recipe, you can follow a pattern. I think sewing intimidates people. And once you realize, wait, no, anybody can learn how to do this. It's so exciting. Yeah, definitely. And
1: well, especially in the sewing room, like you see posts, you know, I'm going to start this. I haven't really done anything. How can I do it? And people give so many suggestions and links to places where you can access easy, free patterns, you know, to get started with. And I think that's just kind of the key is is really finding those people who will support you through your ups and downs and what you think are silly questions late at night, you know, these people are around the world. So everyone's yes. up at some point. Uh, so that's kind
0: of nice just to have that. You're like, somebody's out there and I'm going to ask and yeah. see what comes up. We moved to Montana two and a half years ago. I was sewing a lot before that. And since we've moved, I've just kind of been settling. us in here. We are on a homestead now. And so it's like totally a different life. And I've almost got my project room put together to where we're going to start sewing again. The last time I was really into sewing, it never occurred to me to tap into a Facebook community that would be right there to answer a question. That's incredible. Mm. Having somebody where you could put a picture on Facebook and go, what the heck, and have somebody answer mm-hmm. you, that's, that's amazing. Well, and I
1: think that very recently, probably within the last five to 10 years, sewing has evolved from this kind of dowdy grandma sewing these bowl cozies or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's like this kind of hideous fabric and whatever it, it may be. It has really evolved into the, like, there is a community and you look at these people and they're young. Mm-hmm. There are tons of young people in their 20s, you know, even in their teens and then people are teaching their little kids to sew and it's really just kind of becoming more prominent and pronounced as a craft that people are doing and yeah. enjoying and sharing and it's really fun to see the creativity
0: kind of akin to post tiger woods golf yeah. Oh, this yeah whole new life breathed into yes. it yes my kids both got sewing machines for Christmas a few years ago as their biggies. They were super excited about it. They both know how to mm-hmm. sew. My kids sew more than I do now. My younger daughter, who's 15, is really creative. And she'll buy something at a thrift store, run upstairs, completely change it, come back down. And it's like, wow, what the heck? You paid $2 for that at the thrift store. It's so much fun.
1: There's a blog called Refashionista.
0: Yes, I love her. In fact, I tried to get her on the show, but I haven't heard back from her. She's going through some health problems. Did you know about that? Oh, I
1: don't know. Oh, I didn't know about that. She has ovarian cancer. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: so hard. I hope she heals. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's such a creative force. Oh, she is a huge inspiration. I'll link to Refashionista. She does thrift store rehabs, and she puts them on her blog. And she's been doing it for like 10 years or something. Yep. And she is incredibly not only gifted in the vision, but then pulling it off. Oh yeah. Tell me what all you have. You must have a lot of different machines. And how did you make those underwear look so professional? The heck? (laughs) I have a serger, which
1: is, is I think kind of imperative. If you, if you sew knits, honestly, and don't get a crappy one, like a brother, like everyone always gets the brother ten thirty D or whatever. It's crap. I have a baby lock imagine and it's, just got auto tension and you don't have to worry about all those Mm. nuanced things. It's so easy. And I have a Janome cover stitch just for hemming. It just makes it wildly ridiculously easy. And I have a Husqvarna regular sewing machine Um, and I use them all they're all, all the three time, set up all the, oh, yeah. oh, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. So, I
0: have too so much fabric. It sounds like you're a fabric collector too, mm-hmm. so you know. But- yeah, when we moved, it all became real clear how much fabric I had. And we had a fabric store go out of business in our town. Oh God, that's my dream. And so I just kept going back and then, then it was 60% off and then it was 70% yeah. off. And I was like, all right, how can I not buy this? Dangerous. Yes. <laughs> it's so dangerous. Okay, let's get to know you a little better. Do you have a song lyric that you got wrong that's funny?
1: Yes, and it's funny that it just really came to light this year because we're listening to Christmas music, and we may have been listening to Christmas music since, like, November 1st. (laughs) Rocking around the Christmas tree when they're like, I have a sentimental feeling inside. I thought it said, sad little feeling. Oh. Literally, until this (laughs) Christmas season, someone else sang the lyric. And I looked at them and I said, what was the word? What did you say? And they said, sentimental feeling. And I said, oh, okay. Well, I've always thought it was sad little feeling. And that doesn't make sense. This is a pretty upbeat song about Christmas. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. It just, it's one of those things that you just never question. You just kind of sing, sing along and you're grooving. And then all of a sudden someone <laughs> drops this bomb on
0: you. And you're like, you've ruined Christmas. You're no. like, the world has been thrown <laughs> off this axis. Yeah oh my gosh but actually it makes a lot more sense okay what movie line gets quoted in your house
1: again christmas we haven't actually watched this this christmas but from elf when he are you familiar with this movie please tell me you are yes when elf is in the new york city apartment with his dad he's dressed in his elf outfit and he's going to be going to work with him and he's like you need to lose the pants like lose the tights and he's like lose the lose the pants he's like yes and he's like immediately immediately So we always say, like, lose the pants, and someone else says, immediately, and then you say, immediately. (laughs) If it's, like, we got to get dressed, we got to get ready for bed, we got to, like, do something, like, okay, (laughs) and to lose the pants, and someone else is, like, immediately, immediately. So, yes, we're constantly telling everyone to lose the pants. That may or may not have come up when Dan was agreeing to model my underwear. He was, like, well, Uh should I lose the pants? And I was, like, immediately, after I take these pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness! Oh, I love it. Okay.
0: What's your love language? Definitely
1: acts of service. Like I yeah. love to do things for people and I love it when my husband does stuff for me that makes my life easier. Like just switch over the laundry or something when I'm at work or he cooks a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I hate cooking. Mm. Uh, yes. So definitely, definitely acts of service. Okay. What's your superpower? Well, we all joke that we all have superpowers in my house. Like everyone does have a superpower. It may not be as super as x-ray vision or, flying or something. <laughs> but my superpower is always finding the most amazing parking spot. No matter how busy really? you can go to the mall on Christmas Eve, like, I will find the spot right next to the handicap spot. Like I will find nice. the most amazing. Yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> that is a really handy superpower for people who value efficiency. Yes. What's the most amazing thing you've ever won?
1: I won from this blog that I follow called Mommy Shorts. She's so great. Oh, I got to check it out. She lives in New York City. She just had this random giveaway for a comment on her blog. I won a $100 gift card, I think a Visa gift card, and a huge box of Babybel cheese. Wow! And I was so excited about that cheese, let me tell you. Like,
0: we <laughs> You're like, this is my cheese? Baby
1: Bell cheese. Oh yeah, I was like, I don't even love to buy a Babybel cheese because everyone molds that little wax into stuff. It gets all Ugh, over It's gets
0: everywhere, like, I know. Everywhere. My car was coated in Babybel yeah. bed for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. But I was like,
1: I want so much cheese.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. What yeah. a random and strange thing to give as a gift. It was amazing. Now I'm gonna have to look up mommy pants. Maybe she'll come on my show and I'm definitely gonna look. What's to Mommy it her...
1: shorts? Don't call Oh mommy, mommy shorts. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> mommy shorts. <laughs> she might <likes Okay>.
0: <laughs> Mommy shorts. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to tell our not so fancy moments so that everyone feels less alone in their imperfections and is encouraged to share their stories because it is a fast forward to forging connection and intimacy. So what do you have for us today? What's what are some of your not so fancy moments?
1: I remember being probably about the age of your younger daughter, 15, right? Mm -hmm. A friend of mine and I were at a super busy parade in downtown Portland, and it started to pour down rain. And so we were running back to the car, running for cover, and it was really busy. It was like happy hour, and the, all the parade people were out and everything. And I ran over one of those slick metal grates in front of a restaurant, mm. and there was just this huge plate glass window and i ran over it and immediately slipped and did like the starfish in the air facing the <laughs> uh, like i made co- i contacted like 2000 people inside the restaurant <laughs> and slow motion plummeted to the ground you could hear the laughter erupt immediately from within the <gasps> bar it was mortifying and oh, but i was laughing too like i was uh-huh. just like okay well that was hilarious and we still laugh about that that was just ridiculous <laughs> oh, and of course like as a 15 year old you're awkward and you're self-conscious and you're um, yeah you're embarrassed to you be know. alive at that age right yes yes but exactly. wouldn't it have been
0: so awesome if you'd stood up and done a curtsy or something that would have been a huge hit I know
1: I really I really should have I just don't I don't think I was quite that uh, <laughs> finessed at that <laughs> point in my life Just think that far ahead
0: Think about how many people replay that image in their heads when they need to pick me up or when they've oh, done something so. embarrassing. Yeah, I bet. I really hope that people remember me fondly.
1: <laughs> Hopefully like someone
0: will stand up at my funeral one day and be like,
1: oh, I remember this. I had never yeah. met her in real life, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you remember the story, email us at Not Fancy at fancy You never yeah, know. Maybe I someone's know, listening. Right.
1: It's like misconnections. Mis- uh,
0: yeah, like exactly. That. Were you already completely soaked when you landed on the ground because of the rain or were you just even more so? Do you remember? I don't remember all the nuances
1: of my level of <laughs> saturation at that point. I, I I, think we were just like running for cover and it had just started raining, So it was super slick. And I'm sure that you know how you get sweaty when you're embarrassed. I'm sure yes. that was worse than the rain. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Did you get injured? No, I don't think so. I think my adrenaline probably was protecting me at that point. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. I also have another
1: quick funny story because we're very health conscious in my house and we talk about the perils of smoking and making good choices and this type of thing. And we happened to be walking in a busy downtown area and someone was smoking on the side of the building and my kid Yells like he's making poor choices, mommy. And to uh, <laughs> the point where the smoker like looked over, her and I was just like, "That's true. We probably don't need to announce it to the world." Like he-
0: <laughs> one <laughs> of those times where it's like, "Ooh, hmm." The conversations that we're having inside of our yeah. house, which are completely appropriate, the kids don't realize yes. that the like the whole rest yeah. of the world is not the place. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes. Well, I will say that almost always when we have those kind of sensitive discussions in our house now, because we talk about everything. Yeah. I'm very medically oriented. So we we know all the names for everything. And we talk about processes and how things work. And yep. I always have the caveat, please don't say this at school. <laughs> please don't say this to your friends.
0: Yeah, family circle topic only. <laughs>
1: There's nothing wrong with this, but I just don't think that people are ready to handle it from you.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, golly. Okay, you have a story also about being with a patient on the phone lay it on me.
1: Oh, my goodness. I really do feel like this has happened more than once. Inevitably, if you're the provider of the day, I work by myself. And so I man the clinic and we only have a medical assistant and a rad tech and me in this super busy urgent care and How
0: scary just like on an aside
1: terrifying oh my god yeah sometimes i see like 60 patients a day it's no joke
0: Oh my gosh!
1: but i call back results so if someone has a positive test results that requires you know how it works as they require treatment or i need to discuss the findings or whatever and we don't do tons of stuff mostly std testing so honestly syphilis is raging and so i call a lot of syphilis patients really oh god who knew um <laughs> you <and> knew, apparently. <laughs> yeah. or if i need to change an antibiotic based on a urine culture result sure. something like that so i call and I'll just say, you know, do you have any questions about that? And they'll say no. And I'll say, okay, well, have a good day. I love you. And I'll, and I'll hang up the phone. And then I, I'll, I looked up and I looked at my medical assistant who was a dying laughing. And she oh. looks at me and she was like, I love you. And I was like, I love you too. She's like, no, you said that to the patient. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I felt like maybe they needed a little like security in their life at that point. They,
0: they needed to know someone was on their side. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cute. Yes. Oh, love you, my Click. Yep, yep,
1: yep. Like I would with my husband or my kids, and that was just—I'm sure I've done that more than once. Actually, I you probably made that
0: person love. stay. Um, loving, You're just doting <laughs> love. <laughs> right.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Do you follow Sydney Beer? at C-Y-D-N-I-B-E-E-R. And she has a hilarious Twitter account and Instagram. If you don't follow her, you have to. I'll link to both in the show notes. She put on Instagram, or maybe it was Twitter, a few days ago, she calls her kids by their age. So she said, Six and I were dropping off food to a church woman who needed some soup or something. I don't know. And he is, he or she, I forget, mortified because when we left, the kid automatically said, love you. And then they they left, but this isn't somebody they know very well. And she goes, you know, I think this is actually very telling. We love who we care for and we love who we serve. And so I thought that was really profound and interesting. And I think that is really true. One time my, this is, this is an animal, so it's a little bit different, but my husband is not very sentimental. And I love our dog. I'm not even a dog person, but I just love her so, so, so much. And he can tell. And he one day he asked me years ago, "What? Is, why exactly do you love her so much? And I, I said, I think it's because I take care of her. I think I love what I take care of. I know that for you, that was a slip of the tongue, but there must be some kernel of love in your heart for these people that you're caring for. Don't oh, you think? for sure. Yeah.
1: They anger yeah. me more than anything. And mm-hmm. then I, I turn around and I'm like, but let's take care of you anyway. You know, and it's just like, okay. Whatever, you know, you're not going to do what I tell you to do, but this is what they are making bad choices a lot of times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did have a patient recently who I gave him a negative COVID test, and I go in and discuss it, et cetera. I always ask, Do you have any questions? Well, his question was, Do you know where I can get a paternity test? which caught me off guard, and I kind of oh, wow. laughed, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> you're serious. <laughs> What? Uh, I was like, <laughs> such a false sequitur, right? I wasn't quite sure what to do with that. And I said, well, we don't do it here. I'm not sure. Maybe try your primary care and then be off with him. But it was it was very <laughs> funny. It was just so unexpected that that was what he followed.
0: Also, God bless you for opening the door with an open-ended, do you have any questions question because you just never know what they're going to oh, no. say. You don't <laughs> expect paternity <laughs> test. What I was always afraid of was the arm long list of 20 more problems. And it's like, you know, I have five minutes, right? Right. But at the same time, much more, I think, in primary care than urgent care, I felt obliged to address all of mm-hmm. those problems. So at the very least, I have to look at them and triage yeah. them, right? I mean, it's it's so stressful. Yes. But, yes. Ugh, yes. So anytime you can find humor in something, you have to. Oh, yes. We laugh all day. It's all we can do. Do you have a quick life hack you think the listeners might like?
1: Yes, I am a big fan of Gretchen Rubin. Do you know Gretchen Rubin? Me too. Oh, okay. Please say you do. Love yes. her. And so she, she's written several books, but I love The Happiness Project. And she has the one minute rule, which basically is to push yourself to do anything that takes less than one minute. And for me, I like to be neat and tidy. And You know, sometimes you get the mail and you open it okay, well, the bills need to go into the office, the envelopes need to go in the recycling and just kind of need to clean stuff up. And it's like, that does not take very long at all. And, but it's just sitting there and it looks messy. And so I always just say one minute rule, do what I can do. And honestly, I usually will end up being able to do three or four things in that one minute because they're oh, it's like, oh, this needs to be recycled. Well, all these other things on this table need to be recycled. Just throw it all there and then get the bills in there. And I tell my kids this too, and it helps with clothing pickup and putting your laundry in the laundry basket and brushing your teeth. It's like, okay, one minute rule. Let's get this done. and It really does kind of take
0: the mental anguish out of doing chores. Sometimes it's like, hang up your coat when you walk through the door. I'm so glad you brought this up. It's never come up on the show before, but now that I think about it, it has kind of transformed my life because I'm a procrastinating perfectionist. So I'm tortured. Mm-hmm. That's just way my personality is. I'm also a lazy perfectionist. It's rough. It's a rough way to be. <laughs> so the one minute rule, which is if something can be done in under one minute, do it immediately when you realize it needs to be done instead of putting it off. Yes. It is yes. so good for me because it's like, well, no, it doesn't mean you have to do a 20 mm-hmm. minute chore. You can make plans for that. Right. And the mail mm-hmm. is a perfect example because I like the kitchen counters to be cleared off when somebody brings the mail in and just slaps mm-hmm. it down. And there are all these different categories. It just like causes me a lot of angst. But really, how long does it take to just right. organize that and put everything where it goes? It really does take yeah. less than a minute, for sure.
1: I've kind of discovered the timer on my Apple Watch. Mm. And a lot of times I'm just like, I have like 20 minutes and I don't really want to do a lot of things. I'll set it for five minutes and see what I can get done. And it's like a challenge. Yes. <laughs> and and after you're just like, oh, that feels so good. You look around and you feel like you've been productive. And then you can go read your book or scroll Facebook or whatever you want to do. Yes.
0: Or TikTok, as I have recently come yeah. to do this morning. I was like, Okay. I have until nine 30. I have eight minutes. I'm going to look at TikTok for eight minutes, but you have to, you have to stay to it. (laughs) I know. Yes, definitely. What have you been loving lately that you think the listeners might love too?
1: I haven't really found any books that I'm really interested in right now. I keep picking them up and putting them down. And so I've been listening to tons of podcasts and ear hustle is one that I find just so interesting. It's about the San Quentin Mm -hmm. prison. And there's a reporter who's the host and the co host is the prisoner. He's an inmate at San Quentin. Oh my gosh. So,
0: so interesting. I love it too. I actually have an Ear Hustle t-shirt. I never buy merch. I love it. That podcast has literally changed the way I look at the world. Yes. It's one of those paradigm shifting podcasts. It's super entertaining and interesting. So it's not like Just work, but it is actually perspective changing. Yeah, absolutely. And I've talked to my kids about it. Who and they're nine and twelve. But
1: you know, you think about it, and you just you don't know what other people are going through, and you don't know what circumstances they've had to endure, what they've been through. And the other one that I'm really enjoying right now, I think there's one season plus part of a new season uh, called The Dream, and it's exploring the wellness market. You know, for vitamins for. essential oils and multi-level marketing schemes and it's so good it's really good and actually there was an episode that talked about the FDA and how there was in like the 80s this bill that passed that doesn't allow the FDA to have any regulation over supplements vitamins and supplements
0: people don't know Mm -hmm.
1: people don't know I've just been binging that one actually I'm done with the first season and it's so good it's super quick too the episodes aren't super long
0: if something can be educational and entertaining and change the way I see the world I'm all over it that's those are my favorite kinds of things yeah oh absolutely What is one surprising thing about you that nobody would be able to tell just by looking?
1: Um, We've been having fun with this, right? Now we're going to like, I'm going to bring you down. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) So my mom was was a drug addict.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We suspect that she probably had bipolar or some. She definitely had some mental illness that was just undiagnosed. She was a veteran, and she was just Mm overprescribed and just became a drug addict. And she was in and out of these terrible relationships. And you know, that has really, I guess it's informed my life, you know, what I always would make these decisions. She died when she was 47. Mm. I think I was 21 when she died. And like the year before I got married. Mm. And uh, she was such a caring and wonderful person. It's just you know, she was just afflicted and uh, didn't have the resources to to manage Mm her her illness. And and so it's so interesting, because I had a friend, my, my neighbor, when we lived in New York City, he's this super, nice photographer. And he he's from Houston, he's black, he'd been in New York City for years and been like through the 70s in the New York City, you know, drug scene and all of this stuff. And he was talking about something about drugs. He's like, you don't need to about that. I was like, actually, I do like this is my and he was like, I don't believe you. He's like, I, I'm looking at you. You're like in this medical program to become a provider. You work full time. I was a medic in New York City. Like I did all this stuff. And, and he was, you know, looking at me as like this privileged white girl, basically. And he was like, I just don't see that I don't believe you. And I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, you can believe it or not. But like, that's me. I think it helps me in my medical practice too, just kind of, yes. to, you know, I see lots of people who do have these problems. And I had a patient recently who had like four or five abscesses in a row mm-hmm. from shooting yeah. up after doing several mm-hmm. drug programs. And, you know, I just like have empathy for these people. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sad that that was part of my life, but it is what it is. It's been over 20 years. And I do think that just kind of going back to what we were talking about before people do have these circumstances and these experiences in their lives that do shift their perspective. And for sure, um, that's, one for me that you know I think in a way it does make me a better person. It's like terrible to say like I would give anything to have my mom back, right? You know, but there were some there was some stuff that happened and it was it just looking back at my childhood and my sister and I kind of go back and look and it's like, oh my God, like what
0: what were we exposed to? It was terribly painful for her, I'm sure. Oh yes. Extremely painful for you and your sister. But the the silver lining, because there usually always is one, is that what a gift she gave your patience by creating this perspective and this empathy in you. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And I hate it.
1: I know, I know.
0: I look at my kids and I think, oh, I can't imagine my little vulnerable girls. Not that they're so little anymore, but growing up in chaos and fear and uncertainty, it just yeah. it makes me sick. Yeah.
1: And and I will qualify this. My dad had custody of us. And so we saw my mom, you know, on holidays and summers and things like that but it it was but that's your mom that was my mom and that was you know and that is definitely like the major thing the surprising thing about me that people would never guess Yeah, you, you just wouldn't guess by looking at me you
0: know but so formative and mm-hmm. a huge thread through the fabric of who you are when you look below the surface wow yep yep definitely thank you for sharing that sorry about that <laughs> no <laughs> one of the themes kind of running through my episodes Laughter can be really superficial, but laughter can also be such soul medicine. And mm-hmm. it is a fast forward to intimacy. So when I laugh with someone, then very often we go deep. And that is, I think, a good example yeah. of how that can kind of be used in our personal lives. It uses the wrong word. But if we show our, each other our underbellies and we show each other our vulnerability and we show each other how we're not perfect and we don't really live up to the shiny facade. Then it definitely inspires deeper conversation and deeper connection. And I think that's so, we all are, are hungering for that. And we have the tools to make it happen yeah. in unexpected places like humor. So, yeah, awesome. Yes. There might not be any place for my listeners to find you, but if there is, will you tell us? Do you have any public social media outlets or a blog? I really, I really don't. I do some guest blogging on some friends
1: blogs, but I don't maintain it myself. And I think most of my social media is pretty private just because I don't want my patients to be able to find me. Uh, Of
0: course. Yeah.
1: If you're a sewist, you know, join me
0: in the sewing room. (laughs) Yeah, definitely join us. It's so much fun. Yeah, And I will link to a couple of blog articles you've written. If you'll email me those links, just in case the listeners want more, they can read some articles you've written. Oh, sure. Okay. Awesome. Ah, oh, this has been so much fun. This has been fun. Thank you so, so much for being with me today. You're welcome. Okay, that was fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast today. Wasn't Katie amazing? I love her openness. She sounds like she's so talented. And I think I want to be her when I grow up. Make sure you check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com so that you can get all the links to the things we discussed today and a picture of Katie's husband in his amazing new underwear. (laughs) Of course, I got permission from Katie and her husband to put this picture on the show notes, and it's just the one that she posted in The Sewing Room Facebook. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening so new episodes pop into your feed each week. And if you'd like to be a member of the Fancy Free Tribe and get the monthly newsletter, then sign up on the website. You can go to fancyfreepodcast.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom and put your name and email address there to receive the monthly newsletter. I promise I will not spam you. It's just a really quick monthly recap of the exciting things going on with Fancy Free Podcast and previous guests, and there's always some exclusive audio. If you have a not-so-fancy story to tell, either record a voice memo and email it to notfancy at fancyfreepodcast.com, or you can just type out an email about it, or you can go to fancyfreepodcast.com, click the big red button, and record it right from there. Have an awesome week, and remember, no one is as fancy as they look.